Good morning. It's Monday, October 12th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Giraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Today, Amy Coney Barrett appears before the Senate Judiciary Committee and America for a week of public confirmation hearings. And that's where we begin. Judge Barrett is expected to give her opening statement today, and questioning will start tomorrow. Because the Republican Party has a healthy majority in the Senate, nominating Judge Barrett would seem like an easy move. But this close to the election, the Wall Street Journal says there's a lot at risk for both parties. Everything from gun control to health care will come up during the confirmation hearings. These are some of the most divisive issues of the moment. And how they're handled in the hearings could affect voters on the right and on the left. For example, the idea that the high court could rule against abortion rights if it gains a new conservative justice. That might galvanize evangelical voters for Republicans, on the one hand. But it might also push more suburban women to consider Democrats, which would be bad for President Trump, who's counting on their votes this November. Democrats are going to try to use these hearings to figure out where Judge Barrett stands on abortion. Just last week, they requested more information about a statement that she signed in 2006, which appeared as an ad in her local newspaper, calling for an end to, quote, abortion on demand. That letter she signed called Roe v. Wade barbaric. Yeah, Democrats are going to be walking a really tight rope during the hearings. Amy Coney Barrett is a conservative Catholic. She's part of a close-knit religious community known as People of Praise, which supports traditional gender norms and rejects being openly gay. Now, members of the group live together in order to practice their faith in all aspects of life. It's a practice known as charismatic Christianity, and it embraces expressions of faith that include speaking in tongues. Now, Democrats are going to have to be cautious. They're worried about being seen as attacking her faith. Yeah, Politico reports that Democrats are planning to stay clear of Barrett's family or her religion in these hearings. Both of those topics have been deemed off limits by party leadership. In fact, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, he's been calling up the Democrats who serve on the Senate Judiciary Committee almost every day, reminding them to stay focused on health care. The Supreme Court is scheduled to take up a case on the fate of the Affordable Care Act just a few days after the election. Democrats believe they can appeal to American voters by reminding them that their health care is at stake with this confirmation hearing. It's hard to imagine a scenario where Republicans don't have the votes to confirm Judge Barrett. President Trump's party controls the Senate 53 to 47. Just two GOP senators said they're opposed to confirming Judge Barrett before the election. But one thing could stand in the GOP's way, and that's the coronavirus. At least two Republican members of the Senate Judiciary Committee tested positive for COVID-19. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on the Hugh Hewitt radio show. Our biggest enemy, obviously, is uh, the coronavirus, uh, keeping everybody healthy and well and in place to do our job. People in the small town of Cameron, Louisiana, like so many people who live along the Gulf Coast, are facing a new reality. As hurricanes become more intense because of climate change, residents are stuck with a difficult decision. Rebuild after each storm or move away for good. And right now, they're recovering from their second devastating storm in two months. First, it was Laura, which hit in late August. Then, on Friday, Hurricane Delta made landfall as a Category 2 hurricane, with winds of 100 miles per hour. The storm leveled homes and buildings. 
it knocked out water service, and at least one man in Louisiana is dead now. Over the weekend, more than a half million customers in Louisiana didn't have power. Bloomberg News takes us to Cameron Parish, which is about 200 miles west of New Orleans. It sits three feet above sea level on the Louisiana coast. As of the 2010 census, Cameron had just 400 residents. It's a nearly 80 percent decline from 10 years earlier. Lots of the locals work at oil refineries or on offshore platforms, or they work on shrimping boats. According to hurricane scientists, human-caused climate change is leading to more extreme weather and more storms that intensify quickly. There have already been 25 hurricanes this year, and the season isn't even over yet. And coasts are particularly vulnerable because of oil and gas development and the dredging of marshes, essentially because of human activity. Did you know that Louisiana loses the equivalent of a football field of coastal land every hour? Mm -hmm. And in the past hundred years, the amount of land Louisiana has lost is equivalent to an area the size of Delaware. And that's also forcing people to make tough decisions that have profound impacts on these small water towns. Tressie Smith, well, she ran a seafood restaurant in Cameron until Hurricane Laura hit. She told Bloomberg, even if she wanted to go back, there's nothing left for her to return to. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The L.A. Lakers are NBA champions. They defeated the Miami Heat in Game 6. And incredibly, the NBA has been one of the few sports leagues to make it through the season with virtually no outbreaks of COVID-19. So what are they doing right? According to the experts, the NBA relied on science, tested rigorously, and instituted a model for what a sports bubble can look like and how it can work. Yeah, and like you said, few other pro leagues have had this level of success. We're in week five of the NFL, and if you watched any football this weekend, it might look like business as usual. Games are still going on, stadiums are packed, things seem fine. But the league itself is staring down what could be a really bad situation. The Tennessee Titans and New England Patriots had to shut down their facilities last week after more positive COVID tests on their staffs. And tonight's game between the Patriots and Broncos is being postponed for a second time. Now the NFL is considering extending their season to a possible week 18. To understand what's going on, let's look at current protocol within the NFL. ESPN explains the NFL and its Players Association work together on these rules. And they include wearing masks, physical distancing, practicing good hygiene. But ESPN also reports some of those rules have been broken. On the Titans, some players got together to work out when they were supposed to be isolating at home. And at least five coaches have been fined $100,000 and their teams a quarter million dollars. This was for not wearing face masks during games. And 10 Raiders were fined for not wearing face masks during a charity event. And then there's this weird thing in the NFL's protocol. Players are tested every day except for game day, presumably because they wouldn't get their results in time for kickoff. ESPN explains the league and the Players Association did originally consider doing a bubble, but they thought that was unrealistic because the league is so big. Plus, players didn't want to be separated from their families for six months. But as everyone in sports is learning, either you go full-on bubble like the NBA, or you'll be dealing with positive cases as they pop up, and just hoping that luck is on your side long enough to make it through the season.
And finally, we're all eager for an effective and safe coronavirus vaccine. But what if it comes at the expense of sharks? That's what a conservation group is warning if a vaccine ends up using an oil that comes from sharks. The oil is called squalene, and it's used in malaria and flu vaccines. It's also a common ingredient in makeup. NPR reports the conservation group called Shark Allies is projecting that half a million sharks could be killed if a coronavirus vaccine with squalene proves to be effective. According to this group, every year, 2.7 million sharks are killed for cosmetics. The director of the group told NPR's Weekend Edition there are sustainable alternatives. Mm -hmm. Squalene can be derived from certain plants, although it's a more costly process. And she said, yes, we all want a vaccine soon, but sharks play a vital role in maintaining the balance of our oceans. Long-term damage to their population is something we can never replace. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow. 